Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. The work doesn't stop when the cranberry harvest is over. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Ray Habelman is the fourth generation and CEO of Habelman Brothers Company in Toma. They grow cranberries for the fresh market. He tells me more about what happens after harvest when it comes to packaging and maintaining those bogs for the spring. So harvest is over around the 1st of November, but we'll continue packing the cranberries up until Christmas. So the biggest demand is the three weeks prior to Thanksgiving and then Christmas. Um, then when we're done with all of our fresh fruit, we are into the winter and then it's about protecting the cranberry vine for next season. So we'll flood all of the cranberry beds um, with a lot of water and make a nice layer of ice and then pull the water off and then they have their ice blanket to protect them from the bitter cold. The work never ends with the perennial plants because mother nature, right? Because the cranberry vines actually budded already for next year's crop. So there's a bud on the cranberry vine right now that we have to protect this fall and winter that will start growing um, next May. It's a really interesting thing. The cranberries coming off the field, not much has to be done to them before they're put into a bag or a box and sent off to the end consumer. Can you walk us through the processing or packaging if you will of, of the berries sure if the if the berries are handled properly at harvest and drying um, they have some pretty good long-term storage um, so we really don't have to do a lot except for take out miscolored fruit like whites or greens we'll sort out bruised ones with a laser sorter and we'll sort out any soft ones with a separator that is a very very old piece of equipment from the 1920s that separates out rotten cranberries from the good cranberries and that's another incredible thing about walking through your facility ray is that you have as you said machinery from the early 1920s but then right next door you've got another piece of equipment from the you know last decade so that's pretty cool is that pretty common among growers um, it is really common among fresh growers. Uh, all the fresh growers, or most all the fresh growers, use the same type of separating equipment. They might not have quite the technology of laser sorting that we do, but um, a similar technology. Yeah, and it's really incredible to see kind of all the generations of ingenuity. I want to talk about the end consumer. You mentioned the the fresh cranberry market is the strongest Thanksgiving and Christmas. Do you have year-round demand for your berries? Um, we do send some of our fruit into freezers, so there would be year-round demand for that cranberry. Um, once it's going in the freezer, though, it's most typically made into another product like a sweet and dried cranberry or uh, cranberry juice. But our fresh berries, unless the cranberry stores decide to freeze them around Christmas, the cranberry, the fresh cranberry season is pretty much done before the first of the year. I want to talk consumer trends now. I like cranberries, but uh, the average consumer, what are you seeing in terms of demand? So the demand the last few decades has actually been kind of flat. So kind of where we've separated ourselves is pack-to-order, high-quality cranberry. Um, We try to be the best of the best, and that kind of separates us from some of the other ones. But yeah, the consumer demand has not grown a lot. Um, and they're easy to make products with. I wish people would understand that, you know, buy some cranberries and 
There's a lot of recipes out there, even on the bag, and uh, yeah, they're pretty simple to use. Well, how often do you eat cranberries? I eat cranberries a lot. So at the end of the season, I will freeze probably 30 pounds of them just for my own use. <laughs> and then uh, I will use those from the freezer throughout the winter and spring because they freeze very well. You can pretty much make any, any recipe you want with a frozen berry or a fresh berry. There's a couple different attributes of cranberries that make them pretty desirable uh, for a consumer. There's the environmental sustainability piece that cranberry growers pride themselves on. There's the health benefits of cranberry and the ongoing research on that. And then there's the local aspect. Wisconsinites want Wisconsin produce, while cranberries are up their alley. I want to talk about each one of those things, starting with the sustainability aspects. We're not special in the cranberry industry. Almost all cranberry growers live on their property and they love the environment and they're always trying to do things better. Um, They're trying to use less fuel, less oil, less um, crop protection chemicals and things like that. So we're always thinking how we can do things better and more sustainable. And we love the clean water because we swim in it and we fish in it, you know? And um, so yeah, we really take care of everything around here in that aspect. Well, and let's not forget the swans that call your cranberry beds home. I mean, tell me about uh, the bird life here at the at the farm. Sure, we have some really nice bird uh, birds around here. We always have two groups of nesting swans on this property, and we usually have some offsprays that nest here, and a lot of bald eagles, uh, Canadian geese. So we see some some pretty special things here. Yeah, and I was lucky enough to see that as well. You know, the other thing I mentioned, health benefits. Right. You know, the old tails, and everybody knows, it's ver- they're very good for urinary tract. But now um, they've discovered that heart health, they're very important to good heart health. And your whole digestive tract and your digestive system can really benefit uh, from the cranberry, all the way from your teeth and gums to the very end. Checking out your packaging, you have that something special from Wisconsin sticker on, on some of the, the packaging logos that you use. What does it mean to be a, a Wisconsin product, a local product, and why is that a part of your marketing? Sure. I mean, it's very important to me. I was born here and I lived here my whole life, so I take pride in being a Wisconsin farmer. Um, so we put it on the bag. And a lot of our customers are in like the desert southwest or the northeast or Florida area, and they like seeing it too. I mean, we get really good feedback from people that say, oh, the family owned from Wisconsin. Um, they, they like to see that on the bag. Family-owned and multi-generational at that. It started uh, back in the day with your great-grandpa, huh? So, yes, my great-grandfather bought the first cranberry marsh in 1907, and it was 13 acres. And it was a marsh that was actually started in the 1880s, so it was already an old marsh when my family bought it in 1907. Um, And then from that point, his sons and daughters, my great-uncles and great-aunts, Um, started building more cranberry beds and more cranberry marshes and they expanded it to where we are now at about 700 acres. Any interest from employees or from people about starting to grow cranberries themselves? Is it a hard industry to get into? It is hard to get into especially if you're going to do it right. It takes a lot of work um, to get a producing bed of cranberries ready for the fresh market. Um, Once you plant the vines, it takes two or three years before you even get a decent crop on them. So it's a lot of work and a lot of money to get started, but it can be done. 
That was Ray Havelman of Havelman Brothers Company in Toma. Again, he's the fourth generation cranberry grower and CEO of the company. For folks doing their holiday shopping, he says fresh cranberries are good frozen, so buy three or four bags more than what you need so that you can enjoy the berries and recipes long after the holiday season. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.